Well, everybody, look who we have here, Tamarin Payne. Thank you so much for joining the show. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Dan. How are you? Very, very well. How's everything been the last uh, couple of months? I mean, it's a hell of a game you're in again. I mean, you were in Divinity, uh, Original Sin 2, and now you're in BG3. How's it all been for you? Do you know, yeah, it's been crazy. Like, I don't know if other actors say this, but for me, I go in, I do a job, I just enjoy the job, and then that's it. You don't really, I don't really think about, oh, where's this going to go, or is this going to be big or anything? And I'm a bit out of the loop with um, with video games. I don't really, I don't play a lot of video games myself. So um, it was a bit of a shock, I suppose, when <laughs> I was in sort of other ooh, other voiceover jobs and people were saying, oh, you're in Baldur's Gate 3. <gasps> and I was like, I, I don't know what's going on here. I need to play catch up. Um, and I guess I should have known a little bit because of Divinity. Um you know, was such a hit, um, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a shock and it's just been, it's just been so nice. You know, people just saying hello, tweeting you, messaging you, just seem to re be really enjoying being in the world. So that's lovely. <laughs> I know you were on holiday recently. Did you enjoy your, you were in Greece? I was, yes. Um, yeah, that was lovely. Um, took my mum to Crete and um, Santorini. She turned 80. So, yeah, I wanted to do a oh, nice happy trip. Happy birthday, mum. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that's that's great. I'm guessing it was hot up there. Shit, it um, must have been, right? Yeah, it was boiling. It was nice <laughs> boiling, though. Um, any, yeah, it was lovely. It was like 27 degrees. And, um, yeah, I was just by the pool, jumping in the pool, baking in the sun. You know, yeah, it was good. Bit of a reset. Is that your first holiday after COVID or have you been on um not exactly so I um well, yeah I I kind of forget the timeline of COVID <laughs> like there is COVID it's really bad and then it was like oh maybe it's okay and then it was really bad um yeah. but when it wasn't so bad I went to South Africa and I did a month there oh, wow yeah yeah that was cool that was um near Kruger National Park I was sort of shadowing the scientists and um, we were out in the jeep eight hours a day you know taking notes on like the rhinos and the cheetah and just kind of like monitoring their behavior and stuff so that was a big trip not something I could have taken my 80 year old mother on um <laughs> yeah. So yeah I lived in the bush for a month doing that and then um it had been a while since me and mum had been away that's right because covid happened so obviously she was um shielding the whole time so yeah. um yeah great out. yeah so you have to talk to me about this trip to Africa I mean what was that volunteering work what what sort of work was that yeah so I I should say I should definitely promote the company as GVI um and I just really wanted to work with animals and um they're just amazing like most of the people there were probably 21 to 25 they'd done their MA in conservation and they were going into a career of you know looking after animals and scientific research and all this stuff for me I am an actor like that's what I'm trained in but I love nature I love animals I love wildlife you know like many of us I grew up watching David Attenborough and all that so um it's a passion it's not my job but they do let anyone kind of go if they're passionate um and they have a real interest and they're going to work hard and you do work hard it is not a holiday um it oh. is like we were 4 a.m in the jeep at 4 30 you're on the drive until like um 11 
you have a little midday break and then you're on the drive or like like four till eight dinner bed same the next day same the next day like it's intense but it was it was so amazing yeah, it was it was very beautiful <laughs> so you weren't working at that time right um oh yeah I was working too I I seem to not be able to just <laughs> very hold easily. on so you, you you're off with the rhinos and then you come home at 8 p.m and do an audiobook you can't be serious no 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 I I mean I I was literally living in the bush there in the jungle so there was no yeah. way that I was also working but I mean I did have the odd self-tape to do for video games I would come in wow. my little like shack <laughs> tape a little weird character and then kind of <laughs> Um, but no, I, I took that month to just kind of really be in nature and get out of the city as well. Good. Did you, yeah. Did you feel homesick at all for that period of time? I feel like by the end, I would be a little bit homesick. You said it yeah, was a month, right? It was a month, um, which is quite a nice stint because you kind of get to be away for a proper amount of time, but the end is on the horizon. It's, it's, yeah. it's coming at some point. The only thing I missed was my own food was like my yeah. own being able to eat what I wanted and a bit more variety. It was very much like living in halls because everyone's like, like I say, about 10 years younger than me, if not more. And we've got this big cookbook, um, which is like, like, you know, the most, like, you know, nice stuff, but basic and um, everyone's cooking for each other, which is quite an experience. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Very, did you volunteer? Lovely. I'll cook every night. No. <laughs> I did think, meeting this other woman who was a mum of four, I thought, please, can we not be the ones that have to cook every night? No, everyone kind of pitched in. So it was it was cool. Yeah. That's good. And so last one on this, you were working with the rhinos. Is there anything, are they endangered? Is there anything we should know about the rhinos over there? So so um, with the rhinos over there, what they're doing amazing work dehorning them, which doesn't sound great. Um, but it's just protecting them from poachers. So yeah. um, ultimately, it's a lot about kind of educating ourselves on what is the best welfare for these animals. Um, they're also doing an amazing program with um, the cheetah over there because they've they've got a very they've got like a bottlenecked um, uh, bloodline DNA. Um, so they're they're having to bring over other cheetah and do um, programs. And just see if they can thrive in slightly different environments to what they're used to. Um, so, yeah, it, it, they're doing amazing work. So um, if anyone wants to volunteer, um, check out GBI. They're very good. Awesome. I'm guessing when they're poached them, they're killing them, right? And then taking the poachers yeah. or, yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because the horn is is made of the same material as our hair. You know, it's it's crazy how it's in such high demand, but the the material is actually it's it's every day. You know, um, it's 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 a crazy industry. Um, but there are, you know, it was nice to be there and witness that there's a lot of positive work being done, and to mm. see those huge majestic beasts. You know, they're all protected and um, they're just happy and safe, and it's it's lovely. Sorry, one one more. <laughs> I'm going to say this for the next thirty minutes. The, um, did you get, I'm guessing you got to go up close and yes. touch yeah. and everything. You don't touch a rhino. No, unless you <laughs> darted them and you know, you're a vet and you're doing whatever you need to do. No, because ultimately, yeah. yes. Okay. It's, it's an enclosed space, but it's 80,000 hectares. Like it's a big space. Um, so they are, to me, they're as wild as they get really. Um, mm. so you, want to be letting them live and be wild 
obviously we are driving up close and slow and they're used to us because if we don't go up close and monitor them, then, you know, we, we can't help in ways that we need to just keeping everything kind of balanced with the predators and everything in there as well. Um, the only, the only um, one that I really got up close with on foot was the cheetah, the female cheetah. Wow. Yeah. That's because it's, crazy. it's amazing with the cheetah. If you're stood up, to them you're you're too big to bother with they uh, if you crouch down that's when you you could be in serious trouble so uh, they just said out the jeep you can it, on my first day we actually found her because we had to try and find her every day with this machinery um they're like right you can get out the jeep walk behind me this is the woman uh, managing the whole thing but just don't crouch down because um that that could be the end um so we we got about I'm not joking. We got about oh. four meters from her um, on wow. foot. She's just chilling, just eating this baby in parlor, having a great time. Um, and I'm just stood there, literally fresh off the plane, like, wow. What have yes. I got myself into? Yeah. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> Very scary animal. But yeah, yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> so is this something you think you'll do again in your life or what? to um it is very repetitive work this is not me moaning it's amazing no, work, no, no. but it is very it is very repetitive you're doing the same thing every every day so um i think i would love to do it again but maybe with different species in a different environment mm. i i also love orangutans um i just nice. do yeah <laughs> um, i like them so, too yeah yeah they're cute especially the babies the little coconut heads um but um yeah, yeah. yeah some some apes or something or tigers i love tigers as well but yeah <laughs> so can you tell me about your the meditation side of you and the mindfulness side of you that i've learned about recently i mean you're really into this and and you teach it and you talk to us about that i'd love yeah. to know more yeah um oh, where to begin I, I well my father passed away about 10 years ago <laughs> and it was a quite stressful time and i was like that was stressful. Maybe I should try meditation. And I sort of said it as a joke. I was very sort of atheist into my science, you know, like just very, um, what you see is what is, you know? And then someone said to me, actually, you know, I went on this meditation retreat and it's amazing and maybe you should try it. And I was like, Oh, maybe I should do something relaxing. Maybe this is kind of, well, maybe I'll give it a go. And I went on this weekend retreat um they're called the brahma kumaris in oxford it's you don't even have to pay you know it's donation based anyway it just completely um changed my life really um just wow. the practice meditation. yeah i'd never never done it before that point um had some really amazing experiences um on that weekend especially just sort of almost like psychedelic experiences but not but completely sober just meditating in this room with all these people and I think it was partly that was there's just so many of us doing it it can amplify the energy that you're creating you know but anyway it was also very relaxing um and I kind of went on and off with it for a few years and then I did some training with Mind, the mental health charity. Was going into schools, talking about my mental health journey, um, which was really cool. And I met this girl who is a mindfulness teacher. And we came up with this thing called Mindful Nature Walks, um, which was just a fun collab where 
again, because I, I like nature, I thought oh, I'd love to take people around nature and talk to them about what that tree is or what that plant is. And she had the mindfulness qualification. So I felt like, you know, less of imposter syndrome yeah, because yeah, yeah. Um, we're working together. Um, and then when lockdown came, it was like, oh, well, we can't do this anymore. Um, no one's even, even though it's outside, it just felt like it's not really the vibe. So we kind of paused the walks and... I was just stuck indoors and so I was meditating more sort of alone in in silence um keeping trying to keep a bit of zen in all the craziness um and I got my qualification I just felt like this is oh, a wow. great time to have a go at yeah teaching online everyone's doing everything online maybe I'll try something um and it was great um yeah, it's been lovely. I, I teach this eight-week course. It's called Mindfulness Now. Its content is from two of the most famous mindfulness courses. Um, so it's got a bit of everything, which is great. All very scientifically proven with studies and all that, which is nice. And I've had, yeah, just some private one-to-one -one clients, teach them online. And, you know, it's great. It takes you from, you could class it as absolute beginner, someone that's not really meditated before, you know, and you learn these practices and you kind of get to a point after eight weeks where you decide what's right for you and you have your own practice and your your own sort of way of going about it. And um, and I love that. It's it's kind of like you take someone from being curious about uh, mindfulness meditation to someone who's completely empowered. They don't even need you anymore. They've got their own stuff going on and you've kind of been the middleman. So yeah. I was going to say, what's it like after that eight weeks? What are the, are the, do you see a change in the, in the people you work with? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of little discoveries. Um, and I mean, every, everyone is different. Uh, one thing that was really cool is one guy, it helped him to quit smoking. Oh, wow. Which was, I know, that's a win. really, that's a, that's a big win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I suppose, suppose it's 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 a physical thing isn't it so we can it's something to hold on to a bit more it's like I stopped doing this thing whereas all the internal mental health stuff that also happens it's more difficult for me to describe to you now how amazing that could be that's you've got to experience that for yourself yeah that's a great review but it's not one you can kind of put on the box is it sadly <laughs> it's very airy <laughs> fairy yeah yeah so well is there anything you you would recommend this for everyone to to do some sort of meditation? Is it for everyone, or is it is, you have to be a certain person for it? Do you think? No, I I don't. I think that there are different practices that are more suited for different people at any given time. I think if you feel like you're a person that can't sit still and can't concentrate on one thing and just close your eyes, you don't have to do that. You can do a walking meditation. You can do, which I really like, uh, mindful eating. Um, so you Mindful can um, just eating, turn the music off, turn the phone off, sit there, look at your food. I need to do this. Food. I need to do this. It's oh, really man. nice. Oh, Get the, yeah. you know, the first mouthful. Don't, don't chew it yet. Just have it in your mouth and then chew it and, and just feel all the textures. And, you know, there's, there's literally, you could do it with anything, but I like mindful eating because so I, I eat and watch telly, you know, I'm a bit much. So it's, it's nice once in a while to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about your, your acting journey. How did that all begin? I know you've done a lot of theater, a lot of audio books into games. Now you seem to have done yeah. it all at a young age, but what, where did it all begin for you? Is this something you knew you were going to do? 
Yeah, uh, well, kind of. Um, I would say late teens. I was in a very academic school. Um, it was not something that was in my my brain at all until we put on a show at school. I did the makeup for it. I, if it was lame is, I did the, the makeup and I did all the bruises. And I remember kind of looking through at the people on stage and thinking and just having this like feeling in my body of excitement of like oh, wow oh wow look at that and just thinking that looks quite magic and then there was a competition at school to put on a little play no one knew any plays but I for some reason knew the importance of being earnest random so I kind of helped to direct <laughs> the piece um and um yeah we we won yeah, we won. And it was it was just amazing to be on stage. And I think it was just that moment of being on stage where I I was just like, what is this? What is this magic? Um, and so then I started taking my drama classes seriously because um, before that, they hadn't really inspired me in any way. And then I had to choose my GCSEs. And because I was at this academic school, I couldn't do art and drama, so I chose drama. And then it was like the blinkers were just on. I was just obsessed um, and it was all about getting into drama school. And then I was very lucky I did get in at 18. And um, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to do like Shakespeare. <laughs> that was me. I wanted to do these beautiful Shakespearean plays and I just saw myself at the RSC and that was kind of it. And Why couldn't you look further than that? What was, what was stopping you from looking further than just Shakespeare? I think I think I can be a bit all or nothing as a person. I can be quite like, like I say, the blinkers go on when I have an image in my mind or something that I really want to do, which can be really good because it's there's a lot of focus. Um, but I've learned over the years to let the flow take me and trust that whatever's right for me is what is right for me. And we don't always know what's right for us. So, mm, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way. That's, no, that's a good way to approach it. So then, what? When do you sort of break in to the after drama school? I'm guessing, and you start with with audio books, or where? What was sort of your no, first? Later. So okay. I was very fortunate. Um, I graduated and basically started auditioning for Hollyoaks kind of quite soon after I had finished. Um, uh, with my first agent, and yeah, that happened, and that was like crazy. You know, That's a big show, isn't it, in, in the UK? Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's the kind of young person soap. So as a 22-year-old, um, and having watched it, that's a weird thing as well, having watched it when I was younger, like every night after school, very strange, um, yeah. actually getting hot, and then going up to Liverpool <laughs> and being in the green room with all these actors that I'd watched for about five, even ten years, like a long time. Um, that was surreal. weird. Yeah. Yeah, but they were lovely. Um, but yeah, that was the first thing. And I kind of did that for a couple of years. And then basically what happened is I was I was leaving Hollyoaks because I chose to. I wanted to come back to London, do theatre, you know, spread oh, my so wings. So you could have kept going. I could have kept going, yeah. Wow. But I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get stuck in one role. It wasn't, it, like, Hollyoaks is lovely. The people are lovely. It's so much fun. But also, like I say, I wanted to do Shakespeare. So I was kind of like, I want to do other things as well. And you had to just, yep. yeah. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do when I go back to London? I need to like earn some money and, and do things. And how's it all going to work? And 
when I was at drama school, I loved my radio classes. I loved, you know, doing accents and it was just a fun time. It was, it, it was a classic thing of the teacher just made me fall in love with it. I had an amazing teacher, Elspeth Morrison. She's great. And so I thought, oh, I'll get a voice reel made. Okay. And then, like I say, this was all about the flow. It just was meant for me. Like I got the voice reel made, this agent, I had a meeting signed with him straight away it just all clicked really fast and I started working straight away with audiobooks with educational stuff adverts you know it all kind of started trickling in as I was doing theatre as I was doing other telly and stuff and then gradually you know it's been 10 years now of doing the voice stuff and um I've been doing the video you're a veteran (laughs) (laughs) I guess 10 years is a long time you reckon 10 years is class of veteran or do you need more I think it depends on your age. Like I feel like a veteran to me because I've done nothing else. <laughs> it's like it's been my whole adult life has been performing. So yeah. I feel like a veteran myself. But yeah, I mean the actors I work with that have been doing it for 30, 40 years, you know, they're the they're the OGs. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so are you still doing theatre now? Or because I know COVID really disrupted that area and now they're starting to get back into it. Is that something you still pursue? Um, I'm not actively pursuing it like I was before, just before COVID, the year before I, I actually created a theatre company with some friends. Um, oh, wow. and we were, yeah, we were supporting the, um, Extinction Rebellion movement, um, when it was kind of brand new. So it was all that sort of climate, climate stuff, um, and all the protests that were going on in London, we were sort of making immersive theatre things, um, for sort of street performances which was really fun. And then I think when COVID hit, I was just like, there is too much, there's just too much trauma. There's too much stress. There's no way I'm doing that as well because it's heavy, heavy stuff, you know? Um, And then I think I've just been a bit more sort of really trying to just go with the flow and really the voiceover stuff has just, has just kind of taken over. It's just been Mm. so busy. Um, I'm just enjoying riding that wave at the moment. So yeah. When did you book uh, Baldur's Gate 3? Was that during COVID? It was before. I think oh, it was wow. before what it was because obviously we have all these code names. It's all very cryptic. You know, yeah. you're signing all these NDAs. It's project this. It's project that. You never know where anything's <laughs> going to be. <laughs> yeah. And I remember yeah. I did a session um, uh, where I was kind of sat down and I was locked in a thing. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. Sure. Really annoyed and really frustrated. And I was like, okay, so do this thing. And then it just sort of goes away and COVID hits and that's it. And not, didn't even think twice about it. And then, yes, I come back last October. So this time last year, a year ago. Um, and I, and I get back in the pod. <laughs> what? Um, that long? Same- yes. Oh my yes. goodness. Got, I got back in the pod and do this scene again. And I'm thinking, I sat on the floor and I'm stuck in something. And I'm thinking, this is really familiar. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just kept like coming in for more and more. And um, then they eventually kind of told me more about what was going on. And um, yeah, playing Mazora. Uh, and yeah, it all it all sort of happened. And I think, I yeah, I was recording till, what was it, August? Like whenever it came out, basically, yeah. is when we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and how did you approach the character what was sort of the direction they gave you 
Um, it was very sort of open to let's just see what happens. Um, and what came out was Elizabeth Hurley in Bejazzled. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah, there was no like oh. massive creative like, oh, how should she stand and like what, you know, like what would be her mannerisms? It was just like I didn't choose to for her to come out, but she she was with me, yeah. And we we realized, oh, I'm fairly fine. That's so good. Did you? Is this your first time doing mocap, or did you? Was there mocap for Divinity? I, I can't remember. It was. Uh, oh, it's okay. Kind of- it's oh, so long ago now, 2017. Yeah, it um, it's not technically my first time. Uh, with Losa, I did um one scene where she has her guitar and she sings her song. Oh, man, that is an epic <laughs> song. Yeah, jeez, that's a good song. I've never played the game. I've never played the game, but I love the song. Oh yeah, people seem to really like the song, and I'm so glad because I'm not really a singer, and I didn't really know that I was going to be creating this song and and recording it and I kind of stepped in and it was like you're doing your song today and I was like okay what oh, <laughs> um, really so yeah yeah which is better you know it, it um it was fun and um yes I'm just glad that people like it <laughs> but yes I did I did do mocap for that um and I had to <laughs> I had to pretend I had a guitar, like an actual guitar, um, and I had to play it, but I can't play a guitar. So it was, <laughs> if you were in the room with me, it was just the most cringy thing, like me. <laughs> guitar hero, but, sort of, yeah. It was, it was really cringe, but they made it look good. So that's good. So you've heard the song. I think it's fantastic. I think I, th- yeah. I could have sworn you're a professional singer. Thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think they, they, um, I don't know. It was, it was okay. I, I guess you're always your worst critic, right? So I hear that and I'm like, oh, but um, it's That's a good hilarious. song. It's a song. Boris did a very good job with that. So yeah, hats off to him. I have to <laughs> chat to him. I am chatting with Boris in a few weeks. So I'll have to ask him about it. There's a similar yeah. sort of epic song in, in this game as well. He always sneaks one in. Um mm-hmm. But that one, I remember people were very emotional about that song, weren't they? That was a, quite an emotional song. Well, it's it's right at the end. It's it's ah. when you've yeah, gone through the whole journey and um, you, I won't give too much away, but you have two choices with her really of which way she goes. And um, so ah. it depends what you choose. And then, you know, if she's kind of freed and um happy at the end i suppose uh, uh, that's a really good simplification of the whole thing um, sorry everyone <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good. Point, yeah how do you how do you find because these games have these branching narratives where there's sort of different choices you can go with how do you find that as an actor crazy i yeah. mean uh, i think maybe i had more of a handle on it when i played losa because I, I had more to to get my teeth into in terms of like, okay, this story's going this way and all this is happening. But as as Mizora, it's very, it was more snippets of different choices. Yeah. So you've just got to put your full trust in the director and just know that they know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> so if they say do this, it's definitely, that's, that's the thing. And obviously, yeah, like, have wonderful directors so um it's fine but yeah it is it is a bit strange when you're used to 
I suppose having a real handle on a play, a TV script, the, the arc of everything. But it's such a massive world, isn't it? They don't have yeah. the time to be telling you absolutely everything. And it's probably a bit of a confidentiality thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. Is there anything you learned from from Losa that you brought to Baldur's Gate 3? Um, I mean, they're so different. They're both very strong women. Um, and but yeah, one of I mean, Mizora likes to know that she's in complete control, whereas Losa's not. Losa is is um is really uh, trying grappling with things and 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 trying her best um and doing well most of the time. But um, yeah, no, I I think I came to this very very fresh with Mizora. Um, yeah, it was a completely different energy. Yeah. How do you find the romance scenes of these games? How do you go with them? <laughs> and have you watched them? Have you watched them on YouTube? Because I know you don't play the games, but <laughs> I oh man, um, how do I find them? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I guess I suppose I'm cringing a little bit. No, I think it's yeah. it's it's fine. Um, I guess it, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine because with Mazora, like you don't really see anything. I am actually a bit kind of like sad for people in a way that are like, oh yeah, romance scene. And then, you know, it's um, it's very much left up to the imagination. So it's very classy because she just sweeps her wing round. <laughs> she has her way with them. Um, but yeah. I yeah. Guess so yeah. yeah. so oh, we'll, get, we'll go with a thumbs up. Very, very classy. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I we've got some we've got a bunch of questions here. We'll get to get to a few of them. Um, <clears throat> if Losa and Mazora fought, who would win? I'm sorry, but Mazora would win, <laughs> hands down yeah, every I think time. So. Yeah, yeah, she would wipe the floor. Can you convince Larian to give us an extended Mazora romance? I'll happily give them my soul for it. <laughs> wow, that is quite an offer. I know. Uh, I know. Do you know? I have a feeling that I I have a feeling that something's going to happen with that. I just yeah. uh, it's been too many comments. People love the romance scenes, not just Mazora, you know. And yeah, I, I I reckon you know watch this space. Yeah, me too. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or trapped? in a horror movie with your friends. Man, <laughs> I like how that ties in, but yeah. What, what? Oh, that's horrible. The only reason that's horrible is because I don't watch horror films. I oh, have such a really? over-exclamation, I can't, I won't sleep. So I might have to go with the rom-com, but then rom-coms can be so annoying <laughs> and you haven't even got your friends there. At least if you're in a horror film and you've got your friends, you can have a laugh before the end. Okay, I'm going horror <laughs> Although, what if the horror film something like Saw? That would be. Uh, I don't. You've never seen Saw, I'm guessing. I've seen Saw. You have. Yeah, because there's something about Saw that's not so bad because you. It's so formulaic. Like you know how it's gonna turn out. Ah, you know yeah. Not as many. So, so you don't like the jump scare part of it. The jump scare. No, I don't like uh, to be surprised. <laughs> right. So, have you seen something like The Conjuring? No. 
Yeah, Should that's I? got a few jump scares. I mean, uh, I like The Conjuring. I like The Conjuring, oh. yeah. Uh, very creepy film. Very, very creepy. The Exorcist? Oh, I must have watched The Exorcist back in the day. Yeah, that's a bit of a classic. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Alien. That's, I guess that's a horror alien. Yeah, it's a classic. They're a bit more accessible. Um, I'd like to be trapped anywhere with Missouri, to be honest. That's the comment. Not really a question, just a comment. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's that's very sweet. Um, you, Yes, I don't know what to say to that. But... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these, you just don't know what to say. I, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> how did you get into the headspace before recording your lines for Baldur's Gate 3? Do you know it's such a lovely headspace to be in? I'm not going to lie. It's lovely to be Missouri. I know she, I know Missouri is annoying. I know that she's a bit of a know-it-all and and um, she's trying to scupper people's plans. So sorry about that. Um, but in terms of just feeling of her, she is. She just loves herself. She's completely confident. She's the boss. And you know this world is is so crazy, and we're beholden to so much and so many people. It. It's um, easy and delicious to get into her headspace. Yeah, I know you haven't played the game, right? But I, did I see you tweet out something about Twitch? Should I Twitch? Did you say yes. that? Are you contemplating Should... it? I'm contemplating it. Um, uh, the only thing is, is that I'm going away in January. I think it's kind of cool because, like I say, I didn't play video games as a kid. I wasn't actually allowed. Um, I had quite a strict dad. Um, and so that was just something I never did. Um, so it's weird. I've been voicing video games and never really played them because I just haven't gotten into it. So I was thinking, well, maybe this, maybe this could be my opportunity with Twitch to play a game, like a big game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It could be cool. Yeah. People would love it. I know that. The, really? so you, when's the last game you play? Do you even know? Well, I suppose it was my birthday recently and there's this adult arcade place um in london and me and my partner we went there and we played like old mario kart and oh, um nice. went on the and that kind of thing so like the other day technically i did shoot some stuff and and play mario kart <laughs> which was fun is your partner <laughs> a gamer at all um I, he was as a teenager not so much now he doesn't have like a a console or a a thing to play with. Now. I was going to yeah. say he he might be able to help you with the stream, but that's all right. Nah. If you need any help, shout shout out. I'm happy to to guide yeah. you if you need any help. If you decide to do it, do you ever stop yourself from laughing after a line, in particular when berating and ordering around Will? <laughs> yes, definitely. There has there has been the odd occasion where I just can't I can't take it too seriously. Um, yeah, the I think my favorite. It's only a little line, but um. Filthy little stinker. That was a nice. <laughs> she just she does have some nice little quips. Um, yeah, and I think I think, I I think more than anything, the one moment where I just couldn't I couldn't hold it together was the romance because obviously no one's there. It's just me having to like be all sexy on my own. Well, with like people through the glass watching me. Oh, it's that so must be awkward. Yeah, awkward, and I had to like. <laughs> to like hold my boobs at one point and oh, I just couldn't man. keep it together it was just so silly it's very very silly uh yeah <laughs> the 
the performance capture on this character is quite good. What was it like bringing her to life in the studio? Did you have any other characters in mind? Well, you did, didn't you? We mentioned that before. Um, Elizabeth. Shout out, Liz. <laughs> Shout out to Liz. Does she know phone. about it? Have you called her up? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll send her a message. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be very interested. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was it was interesting with the mocap suit. Um, I love doing mocap. It's so fun for me because I'm a I'm a really physical performer. Like I, I've done dance, you know, all my life, and I do yoga. I've done a bit of martial arts, like stage combat, you know, all all of those things. Um, so to really physically embody the characters, um, super fun. It, it was interesting though because we were doing it really filmic, you know, really naturalistic. Um, so it was about kind of okay. Who is this character? But also keeping it subtle. And I don't think Mizora wanted to be subtle. Yeah, <laughs> how do you to... balance that? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of just standing there and giving information. Um, so what do you do with that? You know, you let, you let the words talk for themselves, but then just little, little flicks. She's quite flicky. She's quite feline and sort of... Um, you know, easily, easily offended. And that can kind of come out in this sort of sh shorter, sharper movements. And then the lovely moment was when I did get to do a bit of a flourish of the wings and things. So I got to have little moments with that. Yeah. So it, it was, it was an interesting one. Um, and I, I just really look forward to doing more mocap and maybe playing a creature, you know, playing something a bit more animalistic. I'd love to see you in a shooter, like playing a badass soldier. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. That would be, yeah, something really physical would be amazing. Yeah. My, my go martial to, arts um, or yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, sort of, you know, doing some rolls on the floor, some high kicks, you know, getting my karate out, you know, whatever. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah. What did you say your go to was? Um, I, I I did do a bit of karate up in Liverpool for a bit. Um, ah, I do. Okay yogi as well and um i've done dance all my life so i've done lots of different types of dance like ballet and and, and different types of things all right, so so what are what are you not good at <laughs> what haven't you done i mean singing. this is ridiculous singing you have I done singing that. you've got a fucking song with a million views i mean you've done everything has it got a million views yes more more way more i okay i okay yeah cool yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that's mad that's lovely that's that's very to get on check, check out the comments i mean you'll feel like a million bucks i mean it's just flooded with positivity oh, yeah that's, that's were you were you bummed you didn't get to do a, a song in this one you're pitching them come for round two boris no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 just happy to be there just happy to be playing a kind of um you know a, a non-human character as well like playing a devil i mean it doesn't get any better than that you know oh. um it's the the fun of it the sort of the slight camp moments and yeah it's i i suppose like throughout my acting career i've done a lot of sort of you know female ingenue wife girlfriend girl next door it's all very sweet <laughs> and so for me it's nice to bring out that dark side it's nice to embrace the shadow and to be feel powerful to do a role that's just the complete opposite um so yeah happy 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 so you get your your sort of the girl next door a lot of the time 
mm. the sweet innocent, or is is yeah. there a darkness behind the innocence ever in the characters, or always just you know, pure innocent? A lot of it has been sort of more just kind of sweet, yeah, yeah. just kind of in romantic roles. You know, even where... with the audio books. The audio books is an interesting one because you're playing everyone, so you do get to indulge in you know your maybe your female hero who could be really lovely uh obviously imperfect um but you know still the hero but then you've got all the bad guys or the bad girls or whoever they are the other characters as well so so the audiobooks are cool like that actually yeah that's a good point you you get to voice all these different these different people that you would never get to do that's kind of like what's great about voice acting you mm. get to do more you know as a performer in that way yeah you got to do Enola Holmes? Yes, yes, I am. It's pretty cool. That. Yeah, it's super fun. I've done three now. Yeah, three wow. out of a bajillion. Um, more to yeah, come. Yeah, what, what are some of your favorites that you've done that you think we should check out? Baldur's Gate fans uh, might be a, might might like. Um, I did slightly different. I always think of this one because it was so massive, and it was just before COVID. I did Anna Karenina. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, it, yeah, it was a, it was a big, big old load of recording. But if you, if you fancy, <laughs> yeah, if you fancy sort of challenge yourself and you want to read a classic, but maybe you don't want to read it because it takes forever, maybe try the audiobook. I loved it. I was I was a bit tentative, um, but obviously happy to to give it a go. Um, but it's beautiful. It's it's really beautiful. He yeah. writes he writes the different classes so well, like he knows them all so well. And having come from a kind of nobility background, um, it's really impressive. And yeah, it's just a beautiful, beautiful read. Yeah. How do you tackle something like that? And how many, how long did that take you to do that one? That took me a long time. That took <laughs> me four day weeks. There was no way I could do five day weeks because you're in a box on your own you know, six hours plus a day, um, intense. Um, it's just, it's just, it's like it, you're sat down, but you are so tired. The, the focus and your brain. Yeah. Just takes a lot. Um, so I did four day weeks and I did 15 days of recording. They scheduled 16. Yeah. Yeah. So it just to give some context, how, how long would a normal audio book take you to do compared to that? Real. Yeah. Real, you yeah. So, so, you know, you get stuck in with that. Um, but it's kind of just, I suppose I kind of treated it like the run of a show, like a, doing a, a month run of a, or six weeks of a play. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going in to do the show now and, you know, see how it goes today. And, you know, you know your characters. And yeah, um, luckily I loved it. So, yeah, wow. Um, back to the questions pineapple on pizza, yes or no? I'm really sorry, but no. Absolutely. Yes, someone agrees with me. Get it off. <laughs> get it off the pizza. Get it off. That's right. We're going to get some now. We're going to get some nasty comments now. Shit, we shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> um, what was your favorite quote or proud moment on Baldur's Gate 3? Um, I like the filthy little stinker line. That's just, I just love that. I don't know why. Um, a proud moment. Do you know, um, 
I actually played another character in, in the game and I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I should find out what it was called. Yeah, I just really enjoyed doing that. I just switched up the accent and just kind of had a, a very different energy about me. And um, yeah, just was quite proud of kind of doing that. That was What fun. accent was that? Let's do it with Scott. Sorry? Playing around, but we settled on Scottish in the end. Can you do rough. all the different UK accents? You know how there's so many different regions? There are so many. I couldn't say I can do everything, no, but I do have a slightly musical ear. So if, if I had an audio book and I had to learn something, I could kind of give it a go. There's some, though, that just don't, sometimes with accents, where you're from, some just sit in the mouth a bit easier. Like for me, the Northern, the Irish, the Scottish, um, sort of like Cockney, these things have always been very easy for me. There's others. For some reason, I just, I really struggle with, and I will get them down at some point properly, Brummy and Geordie being the two that I really want to be able to do. What's Brummy? Is okay? Br Brummy is Birmingham. Birmingham, Midlands. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there, but it's not very good. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. No, no, I, I could I could already tell, yeah, from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Geordie, which is a bit more... I like... Like bite a groove like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think you're being a bit harsh on yourself. You've already got it. You've already got it. You've got it nailed. <laughs> the toughest one that I find people can't do is Australian. Oh no! Australian with you is so embarrassing. Some I've I've tested a few actors and they we've had a few good ones. But mm. no one, I don't think anyone's ever fully nailed it, to be honest. It's tough. It's a tough one. Well, then we will leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Like talking to an Irish person and trying to do an Irish accent is just like, don't, don't do it. Just, just. It's a bit daunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were stuck on a not desert, dessert island, what dessert would the island be made of? Banoffee pie. You were quick on that answer. No, there was no <laughs> think that that was that was a fact. That's just how it goes. It's a banoffee pie situation. Um, you've got your fruit, you know, which is yeah. good, but it's just it's just so good. That nice cakey. Is that a childhood box. treat? Childhood um delight? No, I think maybe I'm a born again banoffee. Oh, okay. Because it's it's happened later in life. It's happened in my adult years, and I've got a lot of making up to do. So, <laughs> oh, you're funny. A uh, few more here. Why does Missouri really sleep with Tav? Is it just because they're awesome, or is there an ulterior motive? Oh my goodness! Um, knowing Missouri, it's probably because she is horny. <laughs> someone clip that please that is it's got to be a clip straight away that's they going were, on they... tiktok or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry continue i cut you off no no that's it they were there oh that's it that's the answer cool yeah no i agree uh, that's what i would have said to this is a spoiler guys just skip the next minute if you need to 
Would you get Will to save himself or his father? He had the choice. He's more used to me if he's alive. So I would save Will. <laughs> You're getting into character now. <laughs> You're starting to get into character as we get in this. Um, so when I heard Missouri in game, I was like, wait, Losa? From being a demon-possessed bard to becoming a devil yourself, seems you have a hellish touch somewhere in your vocal wheelhouse. My question is, what inspirations did you draw from for Missouri, if any? And how did you come out of that performance when you went home? Um, I would say, to answer the last bit first, I came out of the performance on a high. It's always fun recording mocap and doing what you love and yeah just feeling like you're really where you're meant to be uh, but also tired it, it's it's intense um you there's so much to think about it's so technical it's not mm. just I'm, I'm having a great time it's it's how I'm delivering the lines and it it's also about getting back into bass pose you know the start and the end and being careful of your gloves because they make noise sometimes. You want to do loads with your hands, but then you can't do too much with your hands. There's a lot to think about. It takes um, it can be it can be tiring, but also yeah, you come out so happy that you've you've been doing that. Um, in in terms of yes, the devil <laughs> devilish inspiration. I mean, Liz Hurley. Um, but I don't know. I don't like to be honest with any role. I don't really like to think about other people's performance and take inspiration too much it's not to say that there, there's not a wealth of actors that I've watched over the years and I'm sure it's it's gone in somewhere but like if I do a play I don't go and watch that play somewhere just before and see what other people are doing you know and it's the same with these characters um you want you want it to organically come from within with the help of your director as well yeah I'm, I know this is a generic question. I'm just curious for your perspective on it. I know you said you go with the flow, but what would your dream role be if you could pluck one out of the sky? In terms of like a play or a character, I'd Anything love to do this. Yeah. I, I'd love to do Lady Macbeth. Really? Yeah. I actually think I'm old enough to do that now as a young trophy wife, you know, <laughs> as a social why, climber. Why Lady Macbeth? She's just, she's a bit devilish, actually. She's very devilish. She she takes over the show. She she is the puppet master. She gets Macbeth to do what she wants. She gets him to do her bidding. She's a bit Mazora. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an amazing play. It's, it's, um, it's just it's just one of my favorite plays. Um, I'm shocked you've so, never done it, or maybe you have, but just not. No, no. yeah. I don't think I don't think I've been old enough. Actually, I think that um, it does take a few a few years of living to play something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So so yeah, and then apart from that, it's more the types of stuff I'd like to do. Um, you know, obviously oh. more mobile action stuff you know physical physical animalistic I love fantasy you know playing creatures that would be amazing um uh yeah that that in terms of the mocap and the video games um and then with tv and 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 film and that kind of stuff um I always say this it's 
it's stuff like Black Mirror. It's stuff where it's psychological, makes you think, you know, um, it's it's relevant to now. It's yeah, it's getting us to to think about about things about how we're that show's becoming awfully real. <laughs> it's getting real, isn't it? It's Basically. getting really creepy. Some yeah. of the, some of the older episodes are becoming real, and it's starting to really creep me out. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't seen the new season, but that is a very good show. Yeah, um, mm, I've seen the last one, and we're not far off at all. I think we're actually it's happening. What that app? Yeah, the app that I've seen, the first one, it is happening. What is it? Yeah, I'm not telling you. It's all it's it's to do with watching stuff and oh. how it's. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I yeah I've seen the trailer. I know what you mean now. Yeah, I'll have to watch it now. You got me intrigued. Now I'm going to have to watch it. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to the fans that have tuned in today of your work over the years? Yeah, of course. Just thank you so much. Um, it's just such a an honor to be part of such a, a massive game, and well, the last two games as well, and just everything I've done really um, bringing me to this point, and the fact that people even want to ask me questions is just a bit mad and lovely. And um, you know, I'll do my best to answer your questions whenever I can. Get get me on Twitter, get me wherever you want. Um, but yeah, I really hope you enjoy it, and thank you. Yeah, so you're on Insta, Twitter, and Cameo, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll leave the links in the description for those. And who knows, we may see a Twitch stream who may be still contemplating, but yes, you never know. Yes, I am definitely contemplating it. Um, tweet me, people. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm thinking if I, apparently you have like mods, moderators. Yeah. So I'm thinking I would call them either Mazora's minions or her pets. <laughs> oh, either or. Yeah. Either or, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, before I let you go, uh, is there anything Mazura could say to Dan as we wrap this one up? <laughs> oh, it's been a devilish pleasure, darling. And I'll see you in the hells, if you're lucky. Ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Man, I'm... <laughs> You just swept me off my feet, man. Oh. Shit. <laughs> Thank you very much. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Dan. It's been lovely.